I'm all analog right now. Welcome to episode number 31 of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Les, and the gang is back together, Dean and Lenora. With Yay! We're reconnecting after months of recording with fill-in co-hosts who don't really fill our heart the same way Lenore does. They're special in their own way, but yeah. not like Lenore. First, let's talk about what we're drinking. D, what's your medium and what's your poison? Um, well, my poison is a baby Coke <laughs> because I love Coke, but I don't love Coke enough to have a whole can of it. So I have one of those little cans of Coke with me. And I'm just writing with a 602 on a Casemate Pastel Legal Pad. So what about you, Lenore? I am drinking Louisville Pure Tap, but I've put in some um, True Lime, which is these little bitty packets of like powdered lemon juice or lime juice flavoring. And they are not to be had on the East Coast. But when I was in Utah, they were in the Rite Aid of all places. And so I thought they were off the market, but I bought a few packets. Not, you know, it's nice. It's no sugar. It's really hard to find anything that's um, that doesn't have either sugar or artificial sweeteners in it. And I don't keep limes in my office. So, you know, it's boring, but that's what I got. And I'm writing with the new uh, Blackwing volume. So we'll talk about that more in a few minutes. And I'm writing on my um, Baron Fig Mastermind pad. So it's nice. It's nice. It's a good combination. How about you, Les? So I uh, I roasted some coffee yesterday, and I'm drinking that. Oh. Um, I picked up some greens from Bodhi Leaf, and it's Kenya Baragui. It's really tasty. It's got like a nice fruity coffee, uh, chocolatey taste that I'm really enjoying. I also have like a thing of relaxing hot tea and a thing of seltzer, because what I really want to do when we're done recording is run to the bathroom. <laughs> um and I'm. Do you need a break, Les? Uh, <laughs> not yet, not yet. I'm not done drinking all the things, but maybe later. <laughs> so I've been finishing up the stub of a Statler Norica, and I've got it stuffed into a Stad One Push pencil extender, and I'm still working on that same Baron Fig train of thought podcasting journal. All right. So, what's exciting, D? There's a lot of exciting things in the stationary world, actually. Um, so first, I want to mention uh, Plumbago. Uh, issue number four is now available for pre-order. Um, issue four is the creative nonfiction and memoir issue, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, I, When I read, I prefer like nonfiction slash memoir. So I definitely will pre-order this one. The question prompt for the issue of Plumbago is how has analog changed my life? I know for me, I could answer that in so many different ways. So I don't know about you guys, but like, I'm really looking forward to the responses of individuals answering that question. I just want to point out that a lot of us are old enough that a better question would be how has digital changed your life? It's interesting that they went with that that angle. Yeah. Yeah, because honestly, for me, I didn't get my first computer till I was 14. Yeah, like, digital has changed my life because it's made me go to analog because I'm over digital. You know what I mean? Like that's a good, good point, Lenore. Well, you know, um, that's me with a good point, right? Yes. So yeah. So, and what's, what's especially great about this issue is all profits will be donated to the national immigrant law center. Erasable crew does not profit from these. Um, the, the proceeds go to the printing and assembly of everything and mailing costs. And then everything else goes to a nonprofit, which is wonderful. That's great. Yeah. And timely. Uh, another exciting thing for me personally um, in the stationary world is uh, I don't know if either of you've heard of Galen or yeah Galen Leather Company. Yeah, um, I know. I know you have less. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Yeah, so they are sending me a bunch of stuff. They reached out to me through my webpage, and I'll be reviewing a couple pencil cases within the coming week or two because it's in transit and it's from turkey i believe that takes a bit and you'll have to go to fedex to pick it up so yeah so um they sent it out a week ago so look forward to that um but that's it for exciting things in in my world what about you lenore yeah so i've got a lot of new things to play with because i've been out of town and out of the office for a while um do we want to talk about the 
Blackwing now, or do you want to talk about that in a few minutes? Oh, I think that's is, the, your exciting thing. Like yeah, this is so the time. Okay. All right. Yes. Yeah. So um, I came home to uh, the pencil box from CW Pencils, which I thought was really nice this time. And the new volumes, which I didn't, they didn't really strike me when I pulled them out of the box. You know, I was like, oh, oh, you know, it's nice. It's nice. They're honoring a mathematician and it's pretty, but it didn't really blow my socks off. And then, uh, and then I found out it was the pentagonal <laughs> shape <laughs> and I sharpened one up and it's the 602 graphite, which again, normally I don't choose, but I really like it in this. And, you know, Gamber, when he reviewed this, he commented that he could kind of notice something was up with the way it felt in the hand. You know, the, the pentagonal shape is not something super noticeable when they're in the box, although it makes it so that the ferrule doesn't line up with the imprint um, in the way that we're used to, you know, having them having the ferrules kind of square with the hex. But he's like, yeah, I kind of notice something's up when I'm writing with it. I love it. I really, really like it. It fits my grip better than a hex does so it feels comfortable like a hex but even better so yeah I, i'm actually kind of loving this thing now and the pencils um i've forgotten the the word for the you know the the celebratory the silver and gold pencils that are pentagonal uh the the ones that they give they're like good luck pencils oh yes i know what they are but i don't know the, the yeah word. so i should have looked it up um i started to look for it and i couldn't find it in my first glance, but, um, uh, I haven't liked, I've got a couple of those and one of them I sharpened. Apparently you're not actually supposed to sharpen those cause they're like, you know, there's, they're your lucky pencil that just stays in your bag. You're not actually supposed to use them, but I sharpened one cause you know, I had to know. Right. Yeah. And I didn't like it. They're too light. They're the wood is really, really light. There's no weight because they don't have an eraser on them, which I, you know, which I like fine if the pencil has a little bit of heft to it, but it, mm-hmm. It didn't feel balanced at all. It was just it was just too light for my hand. And I really, really like this one. I'm going to go buy a couple more boxes because this might be my new favorite, Blackwing. Cool. Nice. Yeah, it's really good. And then um, I got a, a really neat box of stuff from Callie Carroll in the group that I'm going to have fun with. Um, and my daughter has been um, – she gets the doodle crate which if there's parents out there with, you know, preteen kids, I really do recommend the doodle crate and the kiwi crate. They've been great. She, you know, she gets the box and she puts stuff together by herself and she's nine. And, um, you know, she can just pull things out of the box and do them. And she's always really excited about it. So the, um, the doodle crate this month was, uh, Sumi E calligraphy art. So she's been playing around with the brush and the ink and drawing, uh, you know, pandas eating bamboo and, <laughs> houses and stuff like that. And it's really neat. And, uh, I'm going to play with her because, um, one of the things that Callie sent me was some calligraphy paper and a calligraphy brush. So I'm going to, we're going to play with that some this afternoon. It's a lot of fun. Cool. How about you, Les? So I've been continuing to follow cocky gate, which I talked about, um, in several, several of the last episodes. Um, I've, there've been a couple of the podcasts that I listen to on the regular have also been talking about it. Uh, one of those podcasts is episode nine of when in romance and the very not safe for work, wicked wallflowers episode 32. Um, they, they, um, actually wicked wallflowers had the attorney on who was involved in the lawsuit. Um, and they just had a court case, which they explained so much better than I could ever explain it. Um, so that's been really interesting still. Um, Amazon books. Um, so when you self publish and you publish something onto Kindle, um, they recently decided to work on the book stuffing. So book stuffing is when an author at the end of the book, um, stuffs in the first chapter of a bunch of, of their other books to, in an, attempt to entice you to download that other book. Um, but it also increases their page views as people flip through the, the novels. And, um, so basically Amazon has come out and said, um, anything over 90% where, you know, those books will get pulled. Um, we're not going to allow book stuffing any longer. 
So uh, that's actually, it's really good for the reader. Um, be, well, because who really wants to flip through, you know, a hundred pages of garbage you don't want to read just so that you can update your Goodreads, you know, queue. Um, so anyway, I'm enjoying that. A lot of the authors are sort of like, like worried about it because they're hovering right at that 90% mark. Um, and other like super exciting, not quite stationary news, but Baron Fig news. They sent me one of their card sleeve wallets for a review. Um, I picked up the gray and yellow version and it holds, I've got like nine cards in it right now. And it, it like, disappears in my pocket. It's super slim, feels really great. Um, the nice. leather is very, I don't know, it's, it's different. Like, I'm accustomed to getting, like, the Cordova or, I can't remember what it's called, some kind of shell leather that's really soft and buttery on the outside. Mm-hmm. And I, the Baron Fig leather is, like, stiff. It's not yes. buttery and soft. Um, which is great for a wallet like this, but I was really taken aback and I opened up the pack. The packaging was really cool too. It was like a little gift. Um, but I was kind of taken aback at first that it wasn't that buttery soft leather that I was expecting. Um, but it's really nice and I think it, it suits the wallet really well. Uh, so I really like that. Yeah, no, um, it's, I'm assuming it's probably the same leather as the, the Guardian that I have. Yeah, I think it's made by um, the same company. Which has broken in nicely. I mean, the yellow is obviously it, it aged a bit. I'm looking at it now and I'm looking at a picture of it. I took the first day I opened it and it's so like, it looks so much better now. Cause the, I, I don't know. You, Cause the yellow on what you have less, it's just a little kind of piece of yellow, but you see how bright that is. Yeah. Yeah. Like for a whole wallet, I was kind of like, Oh, I like yellow, but that's a little much, but it's, it's aged nicely. Yeah. The thing with this is, is that the yellow, the light, the light color is on the inside. So I don't think it's going to age as much as if it were on the outside of the wallet. Does that make sense? Yes. I don't think it's going to darken quite as much. Um, the one thing that I was also really surprised about is that it's um, uses really fine thread that's another thing about all of the handmade leather goods that I've been getting is that it uses really thick, heavy-duty thread, whereas this looks like it's just like rather regular sewing thread. Yeah, that's what mine looks like, too. I'm not actually looking at my wallet now. Um, and it's not reinforced in the same way as um, most of the leather goods that I'm accustomed to getting now. Like, they, they would backtrack or double-stitch over any of the like where the pieces are come together, if that makes sense. Yes. So some of it has that like back, 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 back tacking. See if I can speak today. (laughs) Um, But like not all of it. There's this one spot on the, on the slant pocket that isn't back tacked. Um, Yeah. So, and I get why, I mean, it just looks cleaner without it, but I worry like that's where it's going to fail if it does fail. So, um, I, I really, I'll be doing a full review of it once I've used it for another week or two. Um, cool. But it looks great. It feels great in my pocket. I love the fact that it's so much lighter than my my last wallet, which was lovely and beautiful, but was heavy because it was made out of super, super thick leather. Yeah, um, Galen Leather actually is sending me a wallet as well. And, um, you know, I... It looks pretty thick, empty, so I'm, I'm curious to see how, how thick it will be with all my stuff inside of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Galen leather, their, yeah. their leather is really thick and heavy duty. Yeah. In a really nice way. Because I, I was contemplating getting the Baron Fig card sleeve because while I like the, I use the Guardian as my wallet, my only issue is, and it's actually kind of a silly one. It's very big for a back pocket, and and as someone who who obviously not TMI, but sits down to go to the bathroom, <laughs> if, if my wallet is in my back pocket, sometimes it flips out onto the floor. It's and, risk, yeah. Yeah, so I constantly have to move my wallet to my front pocket, and like really, I never carry cash usually, yeah. So I don't need like a billfold, and like I carry my license and a credit card and a debit card, and that's it. Like, 
So I don't know. Yeah. I Like the only reason I carry the number of cards that I do is because we have a joint account. So mm. I carry the debit card for the joint account plus my PayPal card, which is like my personal spending. Yeah. Money. Yeah. Um, and then I have like one actual credit card that I carry with yeah. me on occasion. And then the rest is like my insurance cards and my. Oh, yeah, card. those two. Yeah. Um, but that like I only count those as like half a card because they're thinner. Yeah, true. Um, so, you know, I've got all of those things stuffed in there and I do carry this is stupid, but I carry my <laughs> library card with me. And, no, and a um, like if I if I get um you know, seven cups of coffee at my local coffee shop that I like, then I can get a uh, free Free. drink or croissant with the card. So, like, I've got that kind of stuff shoved in there, too. But like you, I don't carry cash. And, like, I've had several of those combination wallet notebook holders. Mm -hmm. And I don't like having the lumpiness of the cards under the backside of the page. Yes. Thank you. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, I don't put a notebook in this because I don't like that. Yeah. Um, but like I carry, I carry a, a knock knock co fat fodder stocks. Jeez, I'm having trouble speaking today. I generally carry in my back pocket a knock co fodder stack XL. That is a tongue twister. Um, that is a lot. With a cut with with a um twist bullet pencil and a pen and then one notebook in it and i find that that with certain pants particularly the um old navy um i think it's a super slim stretch back that's pocket. what i wear yeah the, it, it does flip out still yep that's that's the biggest problem in my life and like yeah. one time it almost went in the toilet which is horrific <laughs> like yes yeah yes <laughs> so yeah um, um, but the but the great thing about the Baron Fig wallet is that it goes into my front pocket, so I'm not losing yeah. that. Um, but now, like when I go into the bathroom at work, not that anyone really wants to know, but we're gonna uh, <laughs> be trouble for ladies using the restroom with back pocket notebooks. Um, I li- <laughs> I literally take my phone and my my fodder stack out of my pocket and we have this little cart in the bathroom at work and I set it on that um, because no one uses it. It just, it stores like paper goods. Um, So I sit it on there and then I use the restroom because I know it's just going to flip out of my back pocket and I never want to take the chance that it lands in the toilet. No, 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 Um, no, no. So yeah. Horrifying. Yes. It would be horrifying if I, if I lost my notebook to the toilet, because what would I do? Like, cause I keep all my, I've got, you know, 85 notebooks on a shelf in front of me. Like (laughs) I'd have to throw it away because my, my germophobic neuroses would not allow me to keep. Oh, oh, there's nothing neurotic about that. No, No. you would have to throw it away. I might have to ritually burn it. I mean, you don't ha- you don't work in the kind of place that has an autoclave, right? No, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Although I've I've been thinking about seeing if I could buy like a you know a used autoclave to just because <laughs> I need something that I could plug in in my office and drop the entire stack of exams in and just like sterilize them before I start grading them. <laughs> I um, um I actually I had a pen that I was reviewing. It was the um. Odo, God, I think it's the needle point something or the other. The And I'd already reviewed it, but I had it at work. And it, I had it clipped to the placket of my ja- of my shirt, and it fell out and into the toilet. I took one look at it, fished it out with rubber gloves, and put it into the trash. I just, I couldn't. Yeah, no, I blame you. It's an all-metal pen, and theoretically, I could have sanitized it, but... To me, it's a shared toilet. It's not like it's my home toilet. And it's just, that's it. Yeah, I agree. So anyway, I agree. Um, it, let's get off the toilet conversation before I have to go bathe in hand sanitizer. Let's um, get off the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get into the main topic. So yes. like I explained before we started recording when we were having our little chit chat, I just want to check in. I haven't had a chance to talk with both of you. It feels like it's been months and my heart needs to be filled with good conversation between uh, myself and the two women I love the most other than my wife. Yes. Um, 
<laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, well, she's she's in the other room listening, so I have to make sure I put that in. Um, yeah. So I just want to start. So um, I just want to check in. And D, with all the changes in your life, you know, you graduated. Woohoo. Um, yes. How are you using your analog tools now that you're uh, in this new phase of your life? Well, I'm obviously not writing because who wants to write anything when they've gone to school for four years? Um, so <laughs> I was thinking about it the other day, besides signing my name, I have not written by hand in over a week because even filling out job applications, it's all online. So, um, but I have been coloring. Okay. So one of the hardest things, and I'm sure anyone who's graduated college or done anything really for a long period of time, when you finish, you kind of go through this crisis of, of not knowing what to do with yourself. Um, a bunch of free time is dropped, dropped onto your lap. Um, no direction because there's no quote unquote goal. I mean, there's life goals, but there's no like work on a thesis or finish the semester or whatever. There's nothing there. So it kind of messes with you a lot. Um, so one thing that's kind of really helped me is to practice mindfulness. And part of the way that I do that is through coloring. Um, so I've been coloring a lot. Um, I have so many coloring books, like adult coloring books and so many colored pencils. So why not put those to good use? So I've been actually going through all the different colored pencils that I have. Um, Tombow, Prismacolor, um, the Blackwing colors, Karen Dash, um, and actually sneak peek. That's what the next episode is going to be about. Um, you know, and just talking about them because there are huge differences and unless I'm sure you could obviously relate, you use a lot of art stuff. Um, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything for next episode, but I pretty much don't like Prismacolor at all anymore. Um, ever since they changed their production to, I think it's Mexico now. Mm. Um, I, I had, I had a couple pencils that were just not really even usable. So it's been, it's been interesting because I've been using these tools to kind of, you know, color and enjoy stuff, but it's also kind of opened my eyes to that whole thing. You know, you get what you pay for, um, you know, and, and so, yeah, so that's what I've been doing with, with myself. Mostly. I also cleaned out my backpack. Now, (laughs) now the thing is I have a North face backpack. Like I don't have any fancy, you know, it's just a North face. I've had it for all four years. I'm still going to use it in graduate school. Like it's just, it's my favorite bag, but it was so dirty to the point where I, I like turned pockets inside out. And the amount of graphite that came out of this bag, um, because Les, you me, you got me that, that Everhard Faber tin, yep. which I use for shavings. Like, you know, if I'm at a cafe or something and even after I empty it with shavings, there's still that graphite in there. So yeah, it clings, it's like staticky uh, and clings. Yeah. So, I mean, now that everything is cleaned out, I think, do I'm you want to know why? It. Do you want to know why? Yes. Go tell us. <laughs> <laughs> It's the dispersion forces. It's the same thing that makes the sheets of the graphite stick to each other. Okay. Makes them adhere to everything else. They're, um, they're these kind of really large molecules of those flat sheets, right? Yeah. And those little flat sheets, they just get in everything and they just cling, just like they were clinging to each other before. You know what dissolves graphite? Did I tell please, you guys this? Please tell me. Molten iron. Oh, well, I can't use that. I'll take it right out. <laughs> It'll light my bag on fire. <laughs> um, turn it into graphite. Sorry, I just couldn't stand no, it. No, no, no. That was actually really cool. But but so now what I'm doing is is I have these little tiny Ziploc bags that Gina purchased. Like for what reason? I don't know. They're like, I guess if you're on a diet and portioning food, but they're like a couple ounces big. Oh, yeah. But yeah. This. It's perfect. So what I do is I put the little tin now in that little Ziploc bag. So it goes, because even I had a baggie full of Advil in that same pocket. And even in the baggie, with the baggie closed, my Advil tasted like graphite or whatever pencil shavings, you know, like, mm. so, um, so I cleaned up my bag. I found some things that I didn't know I had, like extra erasers that are still wrapped. And I found a second masterpiece that I apparently owned. Um, wow. 
I, I think it was when, remember when the Masterpiece first became available and we all mm-hmm. kind of freaked out about it? Well, I, I bought a couple, um, just kind of like I did with the Pollux. That's how you got yours. Cause I think we traded yeah. notebooks and, you know, yeah. so yeah. So I found some cool stuff. I found a huge handful of neon casemates. So nice. that was good. I know I, I have so many, I, I I'm probably still at four gross. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I throw them in everything. Actually, I sold some stuff on, on eBay, uh, some field note stuff recently. And I just, I give people packs of casemates. They're just going to deal with it. So hey, it's a nice add on, you know? It's yeah, it's like, it's my signature. Yeah. Like like you know in the movie Home Alone, the wet bandits, you know, they they clog the sink before they leave. Like I'm the neon casemate. Like that's my calling card. <laughs> <laughs> so and just to be funny, like when people ask like what's the best pencil? I just always say neon casemate. Like but in the group. You really think that, don't you? For the most part, I, I like Indian pencils, and I like how dark they are, and I like how cheap they are. And for eight cents a pencil, you you definitely get your worth out of them, and they're neon, mm-hmm. and bright colors really make me happy. So yeah, I guess you're right. There you go. So that oh, and I also did maintenance on my sharpeners, so taking the old blades off, putting new blades on, wiping things down, making sure everything was cool, no damage to my precious Pollux. Um, so yeah, now it's like, I'm all ready to go and there's no next semester for now. So, um, did you do that bag maintenance between every semester or every school year? Like every summer, did you do that? A little bit. So like, I would just like empty stuff out and like, I would clean out cause the, the, the North Face backpack I have, it has this really cool compartment at the top, which is I think made for like an MP3 player, or, like a phone. Cause it has a headphone hole where you can mm-hmm. put your headphones out of it. That's what I use to put like a field notes notebook, um, any like Advil that I carry, like a tampon or, you know, the little tin that you give me just quick, easy access stuff. Right. So that part I always cleaned out because it gets crazy with the graphite. But no, I I don't really I never really cleaned out the rest of my bag because really it's just, you know, take folder in, put folder, you know, yeah, take it out, put it in kind of thing. So no. So it's it's been fun. I actually had to get a wet like cloth and like wipe the inside of the bag. Yeah, yeah. I I um I was really glad that so I used a um Tom Bin bag for my first year. Mhm. And it had a black interior. Mm, mm-hmm. So filth didn't show. That was great. Um but I switched to my Osprey backpack, the Flapjack which uh-huh. had a gray interior, which was fabulous because I could see everything inside it. But, yeah. like, my thermos leaked with coffee, so there's a oh, coffee God. stain on the inside. And you can't wash them because it ruins no. the waterproof um, lining. Yeah. So, you know, like, I I have, like, we get the Clorox wipes at work, and I'll occasionally, like, reach in with one of those Clorox wipes yep. and wipe it out on the inside. Um, but that... that um, the coffee stain is just, it sits, my bag smells like really nice coffee, <laughs> but it's like, it looks gross. So. You ever, you ever go, in fact, this happened when I, when I came and visited you, when we went to get coffee, you ever go to a coffee place and then get home later and unzip your bag and you just smell the coffee come out of it? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it makes me really happy. I love that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the inside of my bag is charcoal colored, so it's a pretty much black. Yeah. So it's good and bad because I, I just kept I used like three or four wipes inside. Like it still wasn't clean. So, hey, you can rinse it like you can literally like I think what I'm going to do this like when I get a chance, because I use I still use my flapjack, but I use it for work because I don't have an office. So, I oh, have to yeah, carry all my work. You're like a stuff. nomad. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. I had I've, for the last couple of weeks, I've had an office because people have been on vacation. <laughs> so I've been able to leave stuff there and it's been glorious like I'll, i'm able to leave my coffee mug there at work and just bring my thermos with me and refill it instead of like carting <laughs> everything around um so yeah that's been nice but I, when i have um an office for an extended period of time or if i have some extended time off i'm literally going to take the whole backpack outside dump everything out of it and use the hose and see mm-hmm. if i can get that coffee stain out yeah and like i'm actually at the point now I'm looking for, I, I have a Tom Bin bag. I think it's a medium cafe bag, maybe. Yeah. My issue is it's very stiff. 
like the bag itself. Mm. And it's just not comfy to carry because it's like a crossbody strap. Yeah. And like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with carrying a backpack as like your everyday carry kind of thing. But it's just I'm thinking in the future, like, I'm obviously never going to have a purse. But <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I also need more than just a wallet. So I'm kind of like my eyes out there for something that kind of fits those needs. And then perhaps that's a discussion we can have on an episode, a whole episode on bags even. Yeah. So well, we could, we could fill an hour with just bags. Oh my God. Yeah. Here. So, um, let's move on to Lenore. Lenore, you've been uh, traveling a lot and working a lot. What have you been with your doing with your analog tools? Yeah, I, um, so we were in Salt Lake City for three weeks, and I was grading AP exams for almost two weeks of that time, which is, you know, it's its own whole thing. But I, I've been carrying my Bear and Fig backpack, and I still love it. Um, it was a little bit small for traveling because to have that as my personal item to carry on the plane it was like I couldn't really fit my little, I've got a Tom Bin, is it the side effect? The little one that's about the size of a, well, Vanguard notebook, actually. <laughs> um, is that the one? Do you know? I don't know. It's just a little zipper. You know, it's like a bag. It's designed for a bag in bag. But when I'm traveling, a lot of times I use that as my purse because it holds my. Um, oh, I think you're right. I think it is a side effect. Yeah, it holds my notebook. It holds uh, my tiny little to-do list notebook, you know, my uh, pig pog adapted notebook and my wallet and my phone, but it, and my sunglasses, if I don't have the case, cause my sunglasses have this kind of giant case. So, um, you know, it's kind of just enough and then I can slide it into something else to get down to the two bags to get on the plane, you know? Um, so this note, this, this is the first time that the that I've found the bear and fig to really be a little bit smaller than I wanted. The rest of the time, it's been really perfect for the amount of stuff I need to carry around. And um, so I think the next time I'm traveling by plane, I might go back to my backpack of holding from ThinkGeek <laughs> for the travel day and throw the bear and fig backpack into my, you know, into my suitcase or into my checked bag and get back into it when I get there. Because for for traveling around, it is perfect. Um, I will say, you know, I've given several kind of really glowing comments and reviews on the on the Baron Fig backpack. The one thing that I did find is I took it with me on um, on my weekend trip to New York back in May, and the straps for carrying it around all day with a sleeveless top on the straps were not comfortable. They were, you know, by the end of the day, they were rubbing into my upper arms mm. and it was kind of uncomfortable, but that was really, you know, that's really the only time I've thought about it. Those cotton straps I was worried about when it came, but I don't find that they slide and they're really comfortable over fabric, but they're not comfortable for a long time on bare skin. So, you know, that's like the one drawback I've found with that bag. Um, I couldn't, I didn't fly with any of my fountain pens. I left them all home because I can't guarantee keeping things upright. And, um, I've been finding, I, I've kind of changed how I've used notebooks recently. So I, I've always really liked the tiny, the pocket size notebook. And I, you know, you remember back in one of our very first episodes, we were talking about how to get yourself to use your things. <laughs> We have all these yeah. nice things. We have all this, you know, we have this sable of notebooks, right? And um, and not pulling them out. And so what I've been actually trying to do this summer is I've been using actually again Baron Fig. I <laughs> I'm gonna make a confession. While we while we've been talking here today, I just made a two hundred dollar order at Baron Fig because I haven't been on their website in so long while I was out of town. <laughs> and it's so dangerous thing to do. Uh, it's on the terrible. It. it is terrible but um and i missed the computer world altogether which is fine i don't need more notebooks but um i hadn't seen the new portals one yet either and it's really cool so i got some of those but that size the vanguard size is really i've been 
I've been opening those up and committing them to specific projects. And it's a great size for that because there's enough room for planning. But, you know, there's enough room that you can actually like you have some space on, on a single page to plan things. But unlike the hardcover sizes, they're not so intimidating to use. Like if I don't use this whole, like I've got an infinity one for my summer course planning that I'm doing. Um, I've got one of the composition books that I've been taking notes at the, um, at the teaching and learning workshops, the, um, professional development things I've been doing. I've been taking notes in a, in a committed composition book. Um, the van, the Baron fig Vanguard, you know, special edition comp book which is so cute. And it's a perfect size because it's not that heavy in my backpack. It's really fine if I've got two or three of them or four of them in my backpack for the different projects I'm going to be working on that day. And if I don't fill the whole thing before I finish that thing, I'm not worried about it. Like I'm not feeling guilty about having this really nice notebook that's a third used because they are this kind of more utilitarian object. And then the other thing I've got to really give Baron Fig credit for is that they've kept the prices down on these, you know, like the, the field notes being, um, what are they now? 13, 13 or $14 for a three pack. Is that 13 for a three pack? Yeah. Yeah. 13 for. Yeah. And, um, and the, um, the vanguards are 12 for a three pack. And then the, um, the the atomic, you know, the pocket notebook size that they had is $9 for a three pack. Like that's retro pricing. Yeah. So, you know, I'm really, I mean, I gotta give them some, I gotta give them a hand for that. Which, which so. speaks to a few things. If Aaron Fick can do it, so can others. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you know why field notes doesn't though. Because they don't have to. Correct. Yeah. I mean, Correct. Yeah. if they're selling, then they're not worried about it. And that's fine. So, you know, I'm not going to really fault field notes for charging as much as they can get. But I am going to buy from Baron Fig. And, you know, hopefully. So they're saying that they're, you know, um, in the write up about the atomic, they're mentioning that they're bringing back the pocket size notebooks, you know, the one time return. I love the apprentice size and I hope that there's, you know, I hope that this isn't really a one time return. You know, I hope they'll, they'll do some in the future every now and then because they're really nice. And I've still got a couple of the, what's the one with the eyeball on the front, the seer edition or something like that from a while ago. I don't know. I don't, I, I, you know, yeah, I think it's the seer. Yeah, I think it is. And I, I've got a couple of those that I just, I really like the cover on that. So I haven't pulled them out yet because they felt like they needed to be for something special. Um, but uh, yeah, so I like that. And it's not like I'm, you know, like I said, I've got tons of notebooks and um, these make nice gift currency for my daughter's friends and, and for other friends. And, you know, so it's, it's nice having them on hand and they're, they're so nice to write in and they're so much fun. So, you know, I, not to put in another plug for Baron Fig, but I really like their stuff. I really do. <laughs> and to and they, think I started uh, giving them crap years, uh, almost years ago for being too masculine. Remember that? Yeah. They've really yeah. kind of turned the corner on, on their creativity. And I, I love all their stuff. And I don't just say that because I review products for them. Like, I really do. Well, they've got this kind of string of these neon things that I think they're making just for you, you know? I feel like lately, I mean, with that, with that, um, their new pen and then everything else, um, the computer world. Uh, yes, I agree. Yeah. And even it, the one, what was the one before the computer world? I forgot, I don't remember now, but the computer, yeah, there was, wasn't there another neon one? Cause they've got this kind of neon pink turquoise and yellow thing going for a while it seems like because oh, yeah, the portals is also the, that code the umbra ones um, yes. I mean? yes oh yeah the oh, sky ones. ones yes those are pretty yeah until they come out with a true neon pen 
I won't be happy. But that'll yeah, never I wonder happen. what it's like trying to anodize neon colors onto the aluminum body. I don't know, but... Interesting. I mean, I have a, a mountain bike with some pretty neon parts on it that are anodized, and it, it works. It's just not as vibrant as I would like it to be if it were painted, you know what I mean? Yeah, because they're, like, those, um, they're completely different pigments. Interesting. Yeah, I'm going to have to look into this. I'm interested in this idea. Yes. But yeah, it's it's different. Um, you know, it's not it's not just paint. You know, you can't just put paint on aluminum and expect it to stay. So you're limited in what kind of colors you can get and how vibrant they're going to be. So yeah, that um, you know, really using my um, really using my pencils, using my squires, um, falling in love again with the uh, you know just that basic. Uh, two-step sharpener in the little oval case i i used the heck out of that thing while i was traveling because i didn't take any of my crank sharpeners with me and uh it's been it's been a lot of fun it's been fun using my analog tools in a different way Awesome. how about you les well so i have been writing less uh for now until um, Camp NaNoWriMo starts. So there's going to be a second Camp Nano of 2018, which is in July. So July 1st, I'm going to start working on my um, like sixth novel. Uh, and I've, I have worked on an outline with that. So I, I finished up that outline and I'll start working on that soon. Um, I've been doing this swatch journal thing in a actually barren fig the show tell edition so what i'll do is i'll come up with three little ideas for color i'll write those down and then i use a i create a watercolor swatch in the empty area of that show tell journal and that's been really nice uh it kind of keeps me thinking about color and mixing watercolors i've been using a bunch of different watercolors um, D gave me um, a koi set, I think for Christmas or for a holiday, birthday. I yes. Don't, I don't remember. Christmas, yeah. Um, yeah. And so I've been using that a bunch. I've also um, been using some Holbein um, or Holbein. I don't know how it's pronounced. I don't really care. I, I'm sure someone will comment at me on um, Twitter and tell me I'm pronouncing it wrong. So go to town. And uh, I love the swatch journaling, by the way. Keep it up. It's it's such a fun way to kind of just think about something positive throughout the day and focus on it. I mean, sometimes, yes, I focused on some crappy things. Um, but the real focus for my crappy things is my 100 Days Project. Have you guys ever heard of the 100 Days Projects? I have I've been now. watching it, but I didn't know about it before. So the, basically, you... Um, challenge yourself to do something for 100 days in a row. And my get-out-of-jail card with this is that I don't force myself to do it every day. So if I skip a day, I will catch up over the weekend and do two in one day. Because I know oftentimes on Wednesday nights, I'm just not going to be able to sit down with my watercolors because I don't get home until 8 o'clock at night. So my 100 Days project, I was challenged by uh, Sonny Crittenden on Twitter, who I've known for years. We've been chatting on, on Twitter for years. Uh, she is an artist. She does coloring pages with a snarky attitude, which I love. Um, so I was joking. Oh, about, and you're going to post a link, right? I, yeah, I'll post a link. Oh, um, good. So I challenged her as a joke. I didn't think she'd actually do it to draw 100 dicks. Um so she actually has been she's actually been drawing a dick a day. So um, her she challenged me to draw a hundred dickheads a day, and so um, I took that challenge not to draw you know genitals, but people in American politics or <laughs> people who are in the news who I think are dickheads. So it's my you, you, I'll put a I'll put a post to the hashtags on Instagram where you can watch them. But I've also been doing um, 
live videos of them. So if you if you're interested in watching me do these things live, you can go to Comfortable Shoes Stud, which is my YouTube channel because I didn't realize I ran out of space uh, and didn't get the IO on the end. It's supposed to be Comfortable Shoes Studio, but I ran out of space oh. and didn't know for well, I mean like months for... <laughs> afterwards. Like I like someone was like. Why did you call? I thought you were a dude. Why is it comfortable shoes stud? I was like, oh crap! I ran, I, I didn't even realize I ran out of space. So I mean, it fits. Yeah, I mean, it's hilarious. So anyway, uh, you can watch me do some of those paintings live. I sketch it out with a pencil, uh, and then I paint it in watercolor, and I try and make them look as evil as possible. And sometimes there's some commentary. And I was listening to music. I would play my like Spotify playlist that I have called Anger. Uh, but YouTube does not allow me to do that. I was also trying Instagram Live and Facebook Live. And no one will let me play my music. So I have to wear headphones. So basically you get the sound of a fan. And occasionally me clearing my throat or sneezing or coughing in the background. And sometimes people will ask questions and I'll answer them as I paint. Or I'll explain, I'm using this brush, I'm using this paint. Sometimes I have, well right now... I'm using it as a way to clean up all of my old palettes. So I've got, I, I went on this kick years ago where I bought all sorts of travel palettes. And I've probably got a dozen of them that are loaded up with paint. I have no idea what paint is in them anymore. I don't know if it's good paint, if it's crappy paint, if it's, you know, what kind of paint it is. So I'm using this project as a way to clean out those, those palettes, those old palettes with all the paint in them. Um, so, and so I'll, I'll explain sometimes if I know what paint I'm using. Most of the time I don't. Or I'll look through my container of paints and figure it out if someone has a question. And I'll also explain what brushes I'm using if I think about it. Um, but mostly it's me sketching with pencil and then painting it with uh, watercolors. And people have seemed to seem to be enjoying it. Not, not so much maybe the commentary, but the painting process. Um, so I've been, I, it's very relaxing for me. That's what I have to say. Um, and then in terms of my other analog tools, I so I was trying to use a pocket notebook at work. And it just wasn't working. I, I had like my personal pocket notebook of, of home things or things that, you know, my blog, the podcast, things that I'm reading and stuff like that. And then I was carrying a second work pocket notebook and it just wasn't working for me. So many, many years ago, I used a thing called the pocket mod, which I'll link to. And it's basically like this folded up piece of paper that, um, is like a mini book. And that is starting, that works really well for me. For a while, I was just carrying a stack of post-it notes in my pocket. And anytime I had to remember to call an insurance company and review on a client, I would write their name down, review, and then I'd kind of fold it back and write review for this client um, and then just throw it away at the end of the day. But like, I much prefer having like a running sort of commentary on the things that I'm working on. So this lets me write down you know, document this family session that I had, review on this client, this client, this client, call this reviewer, call this insurance company. And, you know, then it, I can just throw it in the recycle bin when it gets too bratty. But so I've been using that. And for anyone who has been following along on Twitter, um, I've been using the uh, Baron Fig Squire. I've been really enjoying the Mysterium um, that... Harry Marks, our guest last week, um, wrote the story for, which I love. But I love, I'm not usually a big fan of orange. Orange is like one of my least favorite colors. But this Mysterium is a nice burnt orange color. And I'm really enjoying that. And I've been using it with a Tofty clip, which is ugly as hell. But I've been talking with Tofty. Tofty read my review. He actually thanked me for my honest review where I, you know, said it was ugly as hell um and so we've been talking back and forth about how he can actually make a clip specifically for the squire have it so that the clip fits above the little icons and the logo so that it's narrower and maybe looks a little better so he uh he's been actually really fun to chat with back and forth on email so that's been that's been really cool and um 
Brad and Mike on The Pen Addict had a really good conversation about the clip and talking about it, which was, I'm sure how it got to Tofty's attention. His, his actual name is Peter. Um, so I'm sure that's how Peter found out about my review rather than, you know, my tiny blog that no one reads except for me and maybe a couple of my closest friends. Um, but so, yeah, so that's how I, I read can, it, but I'm behind. You're behind. Yeah. Well, I've also like I took a couple of months off earlier this year, so you can't be that far behind. OK, good. <laughs> um, so that's yeah, that's how I've what I, how I've been using my analog tools as of late. Um, so in terms of, do, do you guys have anything else you want to add before I move into the follow up? No, right. no, I love this. This is going to be a shorter episode. At a, We're at like at 50 hour, minutes right now. Yeah. Well, we've got a couple of minutes I got to edit out. Um, so as a follow up to my discussion with Harry in episode 29, I did find a few articles on dictation software for Android, Apple, and windows. I'll link to those in the show notes. I'm not really sure how I feel about them. I have tested out some of the Android apps and they're horrible. Um, Android doesn't allow the use of quotation marks or open quote or close quote, um, in their apps, which is so asinine. It just cripples it if you're writing fiction. Um, so I'm going to test out some more of them and see if I can use them for my novel writing. Again, the links will be in the show notes. Um, so the support we get from our listeners is so important to me and I'm sure also to Dee and Lenore. Reading the discussions on Facebook is seriously one of the highlights of my day and one of the few reasons I stay on Facebook. So I just want to thank everyone who continues to support us and has joined the Facebook group. We're on Stitcher and iTunes, but you should be able to find us on any podcasting app. Um, if you know, you're having trouble, just hit me up. I'll try and help you find it. Uh, if you have a moment of time, please considering, consider giving us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or your favorite podcasting app, as it, the reviews are really the best way to help folks find us and get us more searchable. If you can tweet, if you don't, if you've already done that and you want to get let more people know about the podcast, send a tweet, share a link on your Facebook or Twitter timelines. However you choose to support us, we really appreciate it. So you can find the podcast at rsvpstationarypodcast.com. You can find me, Les, at comfortableshoesstudio.com, Facebook at comfortableshoesstudio, Instagram and Twitter at original LC Harper. D, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me, as always, at theweeklypencil.com and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at theweeklypencil. I'm on Facebook. And less than usual, you know, <laughs> I just, I don't have much of an online presence right now. I'm, you That's know, I'm good, just, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, if you want to write me a letter, <laughs> <laughs> I'm all analog right now. <laughs> hey, whatever works, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs>